Hello, we are Restoration Church Chicago and welcome to our podcast. You can connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Our mission is to glorify Jesus everywhere, and that includes right here, right now. Thanks for tuning in. How are you guys this morning? It's uh, good. Such a different Sunday than last Sunday, right? Last Sunday, it seems like heavens just opened up and all the rain came down for 2022 and 2023. All came down at one time. So uh, I hope no one got flooded. I think every, uh, hopefully everyone was fine. No, no one had water in the houses and apartments and what have you. But um, uh, anyway, this morning we will beginning we will begin our three week series on the Holy Spirit. Uh, we have done a series on the Holy Spirit before, but I think it is always good for us to be reminded uh, about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, right? The Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of God, uh, and continue to learn as much about Him as possible. And the Holy Spirit is always such a somewhat sensitive topic, even within the church. Uh, there's so many different uh, uh, theologies and perspective. So what we're trying to do is we try to go back to scriptures and trying to see what the, does it say about what the scriptures say about the Holy Spirit and also about what we believe in. So um, after all, it's good for us to learn about the Holy Spirit anyway because He is the third member of the Trinity, right? One of the three Godheads. Uh, he is alive. He is active. He is in us, he is with us, and he is around us all the time. I really want to emphasize that. He is always and constantly active in our midst. Some people may think, well, he was only active 2,000 years ago when the New Testament churches happened during the book of Acts. No, he's still active. He was active then, and he's still active now. So, and the very fact that there are many new salvations that are happening every day worldwide means the Holy Spirit is still active because we can only accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior when the Holy Spirit reveals to us that Jesus is the Son of God. We may be able to deduct that Jesus is God. We may. We may be able to deduct that Jesus is God, but we need the Holy Spirit to accept that Jesus is our Savior who died on the cross for us. Right? John 16, verse 8 to 11 said, When he comes, so this is Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit, he will prove, the Holy Spirit, will prove to the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. So also, so that's why we need the Holy Spirit to recognize that Jesus died for us, for our sins on the cross. And also we must learn as much as we can about the Holy Spirit because he was specifically sent by Jesus to help us navigate through our everyday life. Uh, John 15, verse 26, Jesus said this, When the advocate comes, Jesus was saying that to us, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. 
So we need the Holy Spirit to truly know who Jesus is. In John 14, verse 16, it also said, And I will ask the Father, Jesus said this, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. That's John 14, verse 16. So therefore, it would be a travesty right, for, for us as Christians, as followers of Jesus, to ignore the Holy Spirit. It's, I'm trying to come up with an illustration to, to fully capture what it means for us as followers of Jesus to ignore the Holy Spirit or just kind of brush him aside. Like, for example, if, if we are doing these things for the very first time, like if I'm trying to write music for the first time, which if I ever do write music, it will be for the first time. If I'm trying to compose music for the very first time and I have uh, Beethoven, right? I have Mozart, I have Bach, I have Chopin, all standing right here waiting and willing and wanting to help me. But I'm just saying, no, I got it. I'm going to put my headset on, and I'm just going to try to see if I can compose music by myself. That's what it's like. Or, or if I'm trying to draw, I'm learning how to draw for the first time, and I have all these incredible geniuses like Michelangelo, right? Who else? What is Leonardo da Vinci, Van Gogh, Picasso, Rembrandt, anyone else? Monet, any other names? These people are standing here waiting and wanting and willing to help me, but I decided, no, I got this. I will learn how to draw on my own. Let me figure this out. Let me work this out on my own. Or like another one, like if you want to write a story, right, and then you ignore all the incredible storytellers like Shakespeare, right, Charles Dickens, C.S. Lewis, who else? Ernest Hemingway. All these people are wanting to help us, but then I just said, well, no, I got it. That's okay. I, I think I know what's going on, even though I have never done it before. That's what it's like for us as Christians if we ignore the Holy Spirit. So perhaps this is why sometimes we may feel lost. Right? Sometimes we may feel there's anxiety, there's depression, there's uh, restlessness, or uncertain of what to do or, or, or where to go. It is because we are trying to do things on our own. Are we trying to make decisions that are too complex for us on our own? Just like think of that example. Someone's trying to write a new story without asking for help from those who are so good at it. That's what it's like. Um, we must rely and ask the supernatural expert, right? There's a new term that I think that's been around recently, a life coach, right? We, we must rely on the supernatural life coach to help us and guide us, and that is the Holy Spirit. So as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, we must know about the Holy Spirit and seek help and seek guidance from the Holy Spirit. So I've, I've set the stage for the Holy Spirit, so let's talk a little bit about who he is. He is the most misunderstood God of the triune God. Right? Most people know about Jesus, about the Father, but the Holy Spirit, it's almost kind of like in the back end. Right? Some things he's an impersonal force, or a merely, merely a power of God acting in the world. Some refers to him as the Holy Ghost, as, as someone to be feared. Uh, some even think that the Holy Spirit is an absentee God, as in he's God but not really heard or seen by anyone. Some, some believe, even Christians, that the Holy Spirit no longer exists, is no longer around, and the supernatural acts no longer exist. Isn't that sad? Well, I think it's sad. Because in, in general, most people are fearful or suspicious of the Holy Spirit because they don't know him, right? I think it's natural for us to say it's human nature for us to fear the things or the people that we don't know. 
So it's important for us to know and learn about the Holy Spirit. Let's look at some verses referring to the work of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. In the Gospel of Luke alone, there are 19 mentions of the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to list a few of them really quick here for us. Uh, in, in John chapter 1, uh, verse 15, For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even before he was John. He was born, and this is John the Baptist. And, and second, the mother of John the Baptist saying, When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and just one more. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. Luke 1, And we also see from Matthew 3, 16, that the Holy Spirit as a dove coming to rest on Jesus. And from that moment on, Jesus was filled with the Spirit, and he went on to perform miracles, healing the sick, casting out demons, raising the dead, teaching and prophesying with great authority. Right? So the Holy Spirit was evident and active throughout all the events in the Bible. And keep in mind that we cannot explain the Holy Spirit to those who don't know Jesus. Right? Sometimes when you go talk to someone who's outside the church and you talk about the Holy Spirit, they may think that you're crazy. You're like a little bit cuckoo in the head. But it's okay because without Jesus, people cannot know the Holy Spirit. We only know him, the Holy Spirit, and have the Holy Spirit lives within us because of Jesus. In John 14, verse 16 and 17, it said, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. So others cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him. But we, we know the Holy Spirit. So we, need, we can see him. He's with us. He's in us. So we, let's get to know this Holy Spirit. So let's learn about the one who is with us and in us. Jesus was preparing his the disciples, preparing us for the Holy Spirit. And... Even when these disciples were with Jesus, they were walking with him, they spent time with him, they still didn't understand what Jesus meant or what they can do with the Holy Spirit until, until after the Holy Spirit came. It is still the same with us today in the present day, right? People still don't know the, the Holy Spirit or can see him like other people without Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is a he. He exists. He's with us. He's among us. I have been using the, the term he to uh, explain the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a he. We see that in John 16 verse 8, right? When he comes, it's a he, as in one of the three Godheads. It is the same as when, he re, when we refer to Jesus as a he or when we refer to our Heavenly Father as a he. So the Holy Spirit, the same as when we describe Jesus as our Heavenly Father, has characteristics or, or personalities, if I can use that term. It is the same as when we describe our Heavenly Father as someone who's loving, someone who's faithful, right? Someone who always speaks the truth, someone who's patient, someone who's kind, someone who's gentle and compassionate. So the Holy Spirit can have all those things. The Holy Spirit com comforts us, convicts us, leads us, teaches us, counsels us, works within us, gives us peace, gives us courage, gives us faith. And the Holy Spirit is often referred to as a gentleman. Right? A gentleman as in someone who doesn't bully or push or force us to do anything. It's the same example that I used earlier, right? You get all these experts and geniuses. They don't just smack me over the head by saying, hey, Hugh, 
you don't know what you're doing. Let me take over for you so I can show you how to do these things. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He doesn't force anything on us. So if we ignore the Holy Spirit, that's why life is so much harder for each and every one of us, myself included. I'm speaking from personal experience too. And the Holy Spirit as a gentleman, he's also described as a dove, right, in John 1.32. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from the heaven as a dove and remain on him. So the characteristic of a dove is similar to a gentleman, right? As a dove is quiet, the dove is explained as a, is characterized as someone who's quiet. Uh, a dove is ever so conscientious, I say, always aware of the surrounding. Uh, infinite patience, that's who the Holy Spirit is. Prefers to live in wide open spaces. A dove prefers to live in wide open spaces. Makes for a mate for life, as in very loyal, will never desert or neglect or leave us. The Holy Spirit is a strong, um, the dove is a strong flyer, right, and can navigate well. So the Holy Spirit is all those things. Just think of the characteristic of a dove, someone who prefers wide open spaces. The Holy Spirit always want to get us to stretch our capacity, step outside our boundary, just to do the things that we never thought we could do ourselves because the Holy Spirit can navigate well. Trust in the Holy Spirit and we will be able to grow and step out and do the things that God has planned for us. This is what we think we can do, right? This is me sitting here trying to figure out how to do things. Um, he works in us, right? The Holy Spirit convicts, but not bully. The Holy Spirit, he guides, but not force. He works in us, but not push. He stretches our boundaries, but not contain us. He's always by our sides. We need to know the Holy Spirit because we need him. Right? We need him because the only way that we can experience anything of God is through the Holy Spirit. That's a big statement. That's a really big statement, right? God is spirit. We know that from John 4, 24. And the only way that we can relate to God, can hear from him, can find rest in him, can find comfort and confidence uh, in him is when our spirit has been brought to life by the Holy Spirit. I say be regenerated, right? Born again. We've been brought to life by the Holy Spirit through Jesus. The Holy Spirit alone is the only one who can help us have an understanding, as in the revelation, uh, have a revelation of who is God the Father and truly who is God the Son. This is going to be a big statement. And that is a big statement for me also is we need the Holy Spirit because our faith in God is through our experience with God, which is made possible only by the Holy Spirit. Our faith in God is through our experience with God which is made possible only by the Holy Spirit. Because if you really think about this, our experiences change our lives. Think of the various experiences that we have had throughout our lives and how those experiences impacted us and shape us. Right? I think we all have many experiences within our lives. Right? Our fondest memory, think about your fondest memory. I think about your most embarrassing memory. I think we all have that, right? We, we all have those most embarrassing memories, the, the saddest time that we've had, the happiest time. Those experiences shape us to be who we are. So this is the same as how we, our experiences with God, change or shape our lives. So when the Holy Spirit brings us to life in Christ, we experience God's love and his goodness. When we experience a supernatural outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it will change how we live and how we view life from a perspective 
of someone who has been touched by God and someone having eternal life. When this happens, when we get touched by God, we know and we cannot deny that it is a a supernatural experience, right? So when we experience the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, we know it is something very different. It cannot be duplicated. It cannot be replicated. It cannot be put in the bottle and you know, try to sell it to other people to make other people happy, right? There's no, not, you can't buy it on Instagram. You can't buy it on Facebook. You can't buy it on Amazon. It is by God and it's by the Holy Spirit. So when we experience and know of God's supernatural love, only because the Holy Spirit communicates this to us. Romans 5.5. 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us, right? God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So the only way to experience more of God's love is to know the Holy Spirit because God's love poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So in truth, when we don't acknowledge the Holy Spirit, don't acknowledge his presence, don't acknowledge his voice and his gift, we are straight up disobeying the very same person we profess to obey, which is Jesus himself. Because Jesus speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. John 16, verse 13 and 15. But when he, the, Holy, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. So Jesus is saying that all that belongs to the Father is mine. So this is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. So without the Holy Spirit, it's difficult to hear what Jesus wants to make known to us. So not listening to the Holy Spirit is not listening to Jesus. We can't hear from Jesus if we don't listen to the Holy Spirit. If we just try to listen to books and magazines and uh, TV and self-help and life coaches out there, I'm not saying those people and those things are bad, but we must tune our ears and tune our hearts to the Holy Spirit because from that place, we can hear what Jesus has for us. And I want to bring this morning to a close by highlighting a verse from Genesis, the very beginning and a verse from the very end from Revelation of Scripture. Just to highlight that the Holy Spirit has been from the very beginning and the Holy Spirit will be at the very end. Genesis 1-2. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Holy Spirit was there with Jesus and our Heavenly Father since the very beginning. Revelation 22:17. The Spirit and the bride. The Spirit and the bride. Not just the bride. The sp- not just the Spirit. The Spirit and the bride. Say, come. Let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. So what it is is the bride as a church 
and the Spirit together. We cannot ignore the Holy Spirit either. We must acknowledge the Holy Spirit and together in unison with the Holy Spirit to say, come, drink the water of life together, not just the church. It's not about what we do. We must listen to the Holy Spirit, follow the Holy Spirit, and together, right? Here it is. The Spirit and the bride say, why does it say that? I ask myself that all the time. The Spirit and the bride. Why didn't it just the Spirit say, come? No, the Spirit and the bride. So that means we, as a church, must partner with the Holy Spirit. We, individually, must work along and listen to the Holy Spirit to do the things that God has called us to do, to advance his kingdom. So in conclusion, the Holy Spirit, he is God. I think we know know that from scriptures, but let's reinforce that in our reality. Just as we believe and worship and lift up the name of Jesus, because he is the reality in our life, the Holy Spirit must also be a reality in our life. The Holy Spirit, he's in our midst. He's always here. He's always with us. You know, sometimes I hear people say, Holy Spirit, come and be with us because we need you. Yes, we need you, but the Holy Spirit is always here. He's not just sitting off in the corner somewhere or some other building until we ask for him to come. He is always here. Just think of the illustrations. He's always standing next to us, wanting us to hear what he has for us, wanting us to experience what God has for us wanting us to know more of the love that God has for each and every one of us. And number three, just the same thing. He desires to help us and strengthen us. Seek him out and trust in him. Because he only say what Jesus tells him to say to us. So if we want to know what God has for us, tune our ears to the Holy Spirit. Acknowledge and recognize that he is in our midst. And he's with us, and he's within us, always. Right? Jesus said, he will, I'll send the Holy Spirit to be with you, and he will be with you forever, as in for all of eternity. So the Holy Spirit is a vital, is vital in the life of all Christians. Let's acknowledge the Holy Spirit and acknowledge our desperate need for the Holy Spirit now in our lives. He is always with us. He's always among us forever as in forever not just on sunday morning not just monday morning or monday night forever because jesus said the holy spirit will be with us forever and if we believe what jesus said that means the holy spirit will be with us forever so um so that's what i have for us for this morning i want to encourage us to include that in our reality of who the holy spirit is that he's with us, he wants to speak to us, he wants to work through us, and he wants to comfort us. And then, you know, the next week and the week after, we will work more in terms of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We can talk more about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we need to know who the Holy Spirit is, so that is how that will separate us, separate us from everyone else. Because otherwise, we can just go live life and make decisions just like everyone else. But we have the Holy Spirit, the most supernatural expert life coach that is possible that we can tap into and listen to. So, um, so include him in our reality, in our everyday life, in all the decisions that we make, not just on Sunday, 
not just on Sunday, but every day. Life will be a little bit easier. It will be more comfortable. It's, it's from the standpoint as in, I don't know what I'm going to do with my job. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I don't know what I'm going to do with my kids. But if we hear from the Holy Spirit, He will guide us and we can put our comfort and our peace and our find our rest in Him. And knowing that what we hear from Him is what God has planned for us. And we can find rest in that, no matter how impractical or how unreasonable it is. So, um, so that's the Holy Spirit. I'm, uh, I would encourage you guys to go home, tune our ears to the Holy Spirit. We talked a lot about prayer. We talked about worship. The Holy Spirit is always with us. So hear from Him. Make decisions according to the things that you hear from the Holy Spirit. And just read up on the Holy Spirit in Scriptures. And ask ourselves. I ask myself this often. It's like, am I making decisions decision according to what the Holy Spirit is telling me to do? Or am I trying to do those things on my own? I'm trying to rationalize my decisions. I'm trying to make decisions that are more practical versus trust in God, trust in the impractical decision that he's pointing us and leading us and guiding us to go to. So, okay, let's stand up. Why don't we all stand up? How are you guys? You guys are good? I feel like I was talking really fast. Was that too fast, too quickly? Okay. <laughs> um, all right, why don't, we, why don't we pray? Were you guys able to hear me? Did I, did I come through? All right. I was falling. <laughs> TK was using this last week, so I blame it on him. He had big ear, so he was stretching my headset. Um, okay, why don't, we, why don't we close our eyes and let's pray. Let's pray for today. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for who you are, God. We want to thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. We want to thank you that we have this Holy Spirit. And I ask, Holy Spirit, speak to us. Speak to us loudly and clearly. I ask, Holy Spirit, you lead us and guide us. Reinforce our reality to include you, Holy Spirit, for today, for tomorrow, for next week, and the week after. Give us the strength and the courage to listen to you, to obey you, to hear from you, and make decisions in according to what you have planned for us. Trust in you. I ask for that. We're so thankful for you, Lord. Holy Spirit, reveal great and mighty things to your people. We just trust for the impossible things, Lord. We just trust him for supernatural things. We trust for those things in the name of Jesus, God. We love you, we praise you, we let this morning, today, this week, be all about you, Lord Jesus. Direct us and guide us. I just pray for peace and rest over our people for this week, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were encouraged. Don't forget to connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram.